Welcome back to another episode of the We Bet Podcast hosted by Maddie Betts and Gino Donati. This week, they will get you ready with everything that you need to know for week four in the NFL, starting with their factor cap, dog of the week, survivor picks, and which teams to buy low on in week four. And if you stick around for the end, they'll wrap everything up with some primetime games for the week. So make sure you like, subscribe, and enjoy. We're going to dive into our facts or cap segment, our dog of the week, our survivor pick, which this is my least favorite segment on the podcast now. <laughs> and then our, we're going to finish with our buy low, sell high, and we're going to look at some division odds and then primetime games. So let's get started. I'm going to feed Gino the first facts or cap here. The Bengals officially got their swagger back and they're back in it. Facts or cap. People are going to think it's facts because they should win this week against Miami. Um, but I am not. I'm going to say cap because I don't think this Bengals team is uh, what they were last year. I, I, I don't see it. Um, if, if beating the Jets in a game that I think the Jets, were they tied at half? There was a couple no, times no. that they were still in it. They never came back? Were they, they were covering? on the Jets the whole game. Okay. I just feel like the Jets were almost yeah. covering for whatever. It don't matter. No, um, just to me, to me, beating – the Jets is like questionable. You, you did even predict that game. You, you were like, we were very close to putting the Jets in our um, circa of uh, millions contest, five teams against the spread. Gino made a great executive call said, I think this is the Bengals might smack the Jets. So we ended up leaving that one out. So that was a good call. But I'm going to say that this is facts only because I believe they'll do enough to make a wild card run by the end of the season. Okay. Um, so I'm going to say this is facts. So that's fair then. Um, Maybe I'll I'll go with the the cap that I just unfortunately for Bengals fans I see y'all missing the playoffs. Fair. Next up, the Jacksonville Jaguars are a serious threat in the AFC South. Facts or cap? They're currently a plus two seventy five bet to win the AFC South. Here, do you see any value in that? There's crazy value in that. Not only that the Jags just went across the country and won. I get that Herbert wasn't a hundred percent, but their defense seems nasty, and Let's not just forget that when you bet a division, you're not just betting the team to win. You're betting other teams to lose. I think Tennessee comes out and beats Indy this week. So that, to me, that makes it that this could all shake out, even with Jacksonville losing, where they're still in first place or tied for first in that division. Plus 275 is value. I mean, yeah. I, I gave that stat out earlier. I'll give, I'll give it again, and I'll, I'll make it more official just so I don't, so I don't misspeak or I don't mislead anyone. I want to be... Very clear. So, in the each of in the each, I can't even talk. In each of the past six years, the top spender has increased its win total by at least three wins. The top spender in free agency this year was the Jacksonville Jaguars, followed by the Miami Dolphins. So that to me says that there's more backing up this decent two and one start with the Jags mm-hmm. than just a little bit of fluke or luck. I'll be honest, I'm blown away that it's plus 275 right now. I mean, the Colts are 1-1-1. One, one, and one. There's nothing we've seen out of the Colts to make us think that. I mean, even in their one win, I know it was against Kansas City, but a lot of even we had uh, we had the Colts money line, and I, I don't think we're afraid to admit that there was some fluke shit in that oh, game. Oh, God. Um, you know, there was the fake field goal that didn't convert for the Chiefs. Um, there was, you know, just key pivotal mo- moments in that game that fell in our lap. Um, but I will say, like, I don't remember what the Jags were preseason. 
and uh, I'll even say, but, dude, I had, I had the, so Maddie and I bet together and separate. Maddie had Dolphins money line. I had Dolphins plus the points. I also had the under in that game. I'm not going to lie. I think I should have lost both those bets. Yeah. Like looking at the stat, the, the data and the numbers that the Bills were able to put up, I think the Dolphins should have lost by double digits and the, the over should have hit. But yeah. obviously people hate on us when we win, but they can't hate on us. If it, you know, excuse me, they hate on us when we lose, so they can't hate, I guess, when we get lucky on a win. Yeah. But going back to the Jags, like plus 275 to win the AFC South, my answer is I do see a little value in it. I don't remember what it was preseason. I would imagine it was like mid 300s because um, the Colts were a significant favorite. But I'm just surprised it's, it's, it's uh, as high as, or it's as low as plus 270 or as high as plus 275. I, I, I think this number is like plus 175. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I do remember the Texans were a lot higher. They were like plus 1,200, plus 1,500. Right. And the Jags were somewhere in between in like the four or 500 range. So to Maddie's point, not that much value is lost. And you've got to see them come out, win, go across the country. Going across the country is effing hard, man. Yeah. I'm impressed. That's fair. All right, next up. Jalen Hurts it right now is a good bet to win NFL MVP. Facts or cap? Cap that it's a good bet. Facts that he's a, the leader. Facts that his offensive weapons are insane. Facts that they're clipping on, they're clicking on multiple levels. But you just can't. Eh, how how can I say this? If you spent the last decade buying player long shots, you know, like futures and stuff, when the team's in first place, you would get smoked. If you put all your money on like the Super Bowl favorite in the last couple of years, as they're the favorite in certain weeks you would get smoked on juice. So it's just not a good bet. But it is, if you said who who should win the NFL MVP over Jalen Hurts, I would say right now no one. Lamar Jackson. Oh, so, is he playing? Oh, you're right. He did throw up crazy yeah, numbers. So I originally tweeted that right now uh, Jalen Hurts is the NFL MVP of the league. I got a lot of, uh, I got a lot of, not hate, but people just like, dude, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> And I went back and looked at the numbers, and Lamar's numbers are definitely superior right now. The only argument is team success, which Jalen's 3-0 and and Lamar's 2-1, and but obviously that could change. But I will say that Jalen is a top three candidate right now with Lamar and Josh Allen is my, is my, uh, is my conclusion right now. And get, good point. I always you know, forget it because I, I did cheerlead a lot for these Ravens in the offseason, so I love to see all of it. I think the sustainability of the offenses and the high production actually falls more on Jalen Hurts than Lamar. I know he's already been an MVP. I know he can do it. I got a lot of love from Lamar. I love his style. I love ripping on the haters to say he's not a quarterback because he runs first. They're just outdated. They're just flat out outdated. Yeah, and I couldn't find on the app what his current odds are. Okay, so he's second, second. in M- NFL MVP odds after the three and a start. He's Josh currently Allen's six to first. one. Six to one. This man was forty to one. Three months ago, then he dropped to twenty to one before the right before the season started. Now Jalen Hurts is six to one. So all of you people out there that told me that Jalen Hurts <laughs> can't even throw a football, this man is the second favorite to win the MVP right now. Josh Allen's at three to one. Lamar Jackson's at seven to one. So Lamar is not even the favorite right now. Josh Allen's the favorite. I my gut tells me Josh Allen's going to win it, but I'm rooting for Jalen, obviously. The numbers that Buffalo put up against pretty tough tees, they're, they're just 100%. clicking. They're dangerous. All right, up next, the AFC West being the best division in football is now overblown. Facts or cap? 
Oh, man. I got to say facts for where we're sitting right now or I'm delusional. I sat up here and said the AFC West is what the NFC West was X amount of years ago. And Raiders, not looking so hot. Mm-hmm. They, they could be 2-1, and one, they're 0-3. Um, Chargers are banged up. They lost at home. Uh Kansas City just lost to Indy. I still think Kansas City, remember I said as their division to lose and they're a great team. I said they're a top three team in the NFL. I believe that still. Um, and that leaves the, the Broncos. I, I said the Broncos are going to get last in that division. I'm disgusted with that Sunday night football game mm-hmm. on my Niners and them. Uh, I think we have to say that the public was a little too high on this AFC West. There's a lot of parity in this NFL. The AFC South went in there and went 3-0 and versus them this week. Let me repeat that back to you. The AFC South went 3-0 and against the AFC West. You can't – you'd be crazy to say that the hype wasn't real. Yeah, no, I agree with you. One thing I will say is, like, I don't think there's a clear best division in football right now. Like, I'm looking at – look at these stand-ins right here. I mean, I just don't know who the best division in football parody, is parody, my dude. Yeah. This is the parody of the NFL. That's why the product's getting better and better. I always talk crap about the NBA, even though I pump it and I love my Warriors. The parody in the NFL is getting better and better every year. I mean, who do you think the best division is today? I'll read these off. So uh, it's too much to read, but we have the NFC West. Rams are in first. NFC South. Bucks are in first. NFC North. For the NFC. No, uh, for the NFC. I mean, the Bears and Lions are in there, but the the Lions haven't been half bad. I Lions, yeah, Lions. Have Obviously, good. the NFC East isn't it because it's just the Eagles, the cream of the crop above the rest. <laughs> and then we have the AFC West. I mean, record-wise, the NFC East. But if you ask my opinion, yeah, 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 if right. you ask my opinion, if the NFC North's top two played everyone else, they'd be favored, except you know, with the exception of the yeah. Eagles. That's just my opinion. I would make the argument right now that the AFC East is up there. Of course. Bills and Dolphins, you know. The Pats don't have their stuff together. Just the Pats, don't either. If the Pats turn it around, then the AFC the parody's amazing. East could end up being the best team division in football. The, who who would have thought? And honestly, like, you got Bengals. You know, Pitt is competing, even though I don't love them. The AFC North, once, once Cleveland gets their guy, Baltimore's in there. If Pitt starts playing and since he comes back, that's, that's a good division. Yeah. Up next. The Broncos have drastically overpaid for Russell Wilson. Facts or cap? No one can argue that. I will say the blip in the pan, that game-winning touchdown drive that stole my soul, and I watched Russell steal the Niners' soul for the umpteenth time in my life. That was old Russell. So I will say if they go back to that and throw out whatever plan they had for him that was garbage, there's still some hope there. Yeah. But he's not worth what they paid for him and they gave up for him. Yeah. That they're going to be married to him for X amount of years and it's going to be hard to get a talent around him. Yeah. That's I'll, hard. I'll be honest on this one. Like, a part of me thinks like Russell Wilson is like too optimistic and easygoing. Like, I don't see that fire out of him that we saw from like the Peyton Mannings, the Tom Brady's of the world. Like, I just feel like even in the interviews, like the post game interviews and He's so poised almost to a fault, I feel like. like I know what you're saying. You know, and I just feel like he, I don't see the fire out of him. I th- I'm going to say they – I don't want to say they overpaid for him because it's just so early to, to make come to that conclusion because he's obviously a franchise quarterback. But I don't know, man. Uh, 
I don't know. I, I just I don't know how I feel about it. It's it's tough. I know what you're saying, like Maddie. Basically, you want to see, you want to see, like, I want to see him pissed off. You want to see games. the quarterback. You almost want to see those Tom Brady out lashes. Outburst, you yeah. want to see the guy outburst, the guy screaming at guys like that. They need to get their shit together. Yeah, I, I agree with all that. And he, he's never been that though. He's kind of been like ice in his veins, no yeah. matter what. If your if your TV's on mute and you can't see the score, mm-hmm. you don't know if they're up twenty one or down twenty one. By the way, he's consistently playing. Again, dude, he stole my soul when he was in the NFC West. So, I I, I look I, I never wish negative on someone, never an injury or anything like that. I look forward to them missing the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, or him, I should say. Yeah, and I, like me personally, I feel like if you're gonna pay someone two hundred odd some million, like hand them the keys to the car. Like they might though. But right now they're like they're not they're not letting him do enough. They're they're micromanaging him. I I think too much. Like I think that he needs to be the one calling timeouts on the field. He needs to be running the plays. Like give him the playbook and say Russell Wilson take us to the promised land. So I think it's a combination of them not allowing him to do enough. Yep. Um, and then also yeah they paid a ton of money for him. So it's it's tough to argue against it right now. And let's go. So you want to go to dog of the week? Dog of the week. Well, we cannot don't cover a primetime game. All right, you, I'm going to let you do this. We'll go, we'll, we'll go to the dog of the week. I want to ask you first, though. All right. So I'm going to rattle off some dogs for you. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to yep. – so you got the Saints, our dog at home. No, they're against, in London. Oh, they, you're right. Yeah, it's in London. Good call. So that, that needs a little asterisk by it when you see it on there. Which, so. by the way, right now, Minnesota is the number one bet public team a few days into this week. The public are hammering Minnesota. I think it opens at two. It's currently at two and a half. I wonder if that's the Europeans that are just betting the favorite. Could no, 100% I, think, be. I think people are really low on this Saints team, and they still are optimistic. I mean, Minnesota, when you look yep. at their roster offensively, they are loaded, man. It's People, are, I think, are just expecting them to figure it out at some point, and I think they're very low on Jameis Winston I mean, and the Saints. Minnesota's comeback win versus Detroit was pretty impressive. Ha- having them in Survivor. they didn't cover the six for us in Circa. I get it. We still won three out of five. Um, True. Okay, so let me read the dogs, uh, go ahead. and I did mess that up. Saints are in New England. England. Uh, so Saints are a dog. Atlanta's home as a dog. Ravens are home as a dog. Remember hearing this, guys? Remember what we did last week? I'm going to tell you. Uh, Washington is at Dallas as a dog. Detroit, oh, no, excuse me, Seattle's at Detroit as a dog. Houston's a home dog First, the Chargers. Tennessee's at Indy as a dog. Chicago's at the Giants as a dog. Jacksonville's at Philly as a dog. Jets are at Pitt as a dog. We're almost coming up here. Arizona at Carolina dog. Patriots at Green Bay dog. And then Denver as a dog. And I'm leaving out the prime times. Yeah. What dogs stand out to you? I'll give you. So I have one that I really like, but I'm going to pull up the, the numbers. So we only have three home dogs, true home dogs. Yeah. All right. Leaving out prime time. My NFL dog of the week are the Tampa Bay Bucks at home in primetime. Home dogs in primetime. The Bucks lost this past week. They are now their their weapons, I believe, will be healthy enough to play here. Tom Brady ain't losing two games in a row. Tom Brady is 41, 18, and 1 against the spread as a dog since being drafted in 2000. Brady off a loss against the Packers. Mahomes off a loss against the Colts. So I get that part of it. But it seems like money's already flowing in on the Chiefs, 
and Tom Brady as a dog has historically cashed, plus home dogs in primetime has historically cashed, and the eye test has shown me that this Tampa Bay Bucks team is the best defense in football. So I'm going to trust them as a home dog here in primetime. I believe that they'll have enough weapons back and they'll be able to win this game 20 to 17. For my dog of the week, I got two. It's dog of the week, bro, not dogs. Fair enough. <laughs> now nah, go ahead. Give us both. The people want. I'll give you the dog first, then I'll give you my puppy, my layup, my second, <laughs> my number two. My puppy. <laughs> my, my dog of the week is going to be Tennessee at Indy. That's going to be my number one. And then my, my puppy, my layup is actually going to be Baltimore at home against Buffalo. The Oof. world is going to be betting Buffalo on the bounce back. Yeah. And I'm taking the three and a half. I, I argued this morning with a couple of people that I really like the money line, but the money line stuck. And I got it up at plus two and I got three and a half, which is a nice hook. Yeah. So although everyone out there is arguing points don't matter, I will take three and a half. I hear you. Over plus two, obviously. Yeah. But I'll take the three and a half because I feel like I should be getting at least plus 170, plus 180 on Baltimore money line. But there are places you can get that. I'll tell you one thing. That's one game where the, I do like the points, that three and a half, that hook there against Buffalo. I'm scared about that game, bro. I don't, we're going to have to talk offline about whether we put that in circuit or not. Because I'm telling you, I was just in Miami in person, and it is just eye-opening how good Josh Allen is, dude. And them coming off a loss. And, I mean, we need to look at the injury reports and, and you know, fully handicap that game. But uh, wh what about – What uh, I will say just real yeah, quick. Yeah. Let's forget about Josh Allen for a second. Let's forget about the Buffalo's offense for a second. Mm -hmm. I will say that Buffalo's defense allowed too many points for how little yards they allowed. Baltimore's going to get more yards than that. But the turnover, they had a turnover on their inside of the just, field. That I'm just saying. Seven. They turned it over, and the Dolphins got a quick seven from that. That changed the whole game because uh, Buffalo was completely dominating that I'm game. just saying, you hold a team to 40 rushing yards, that yeah. – that, and less than that to me passing. seven point, you know, six yeah. points, two field goal. That it's just I don't know. Okay, I, I, I get I it. Agree. It's a game of. Tell me why you like the Titans here because I'm seeing right now that seventy percent of the action is on Tennessee on the road at Indianapolis. Is this not a decent buy low spot for Indy? I know they're coming off. I guess they're coming no, off. No, they're that coming win. off that win against. I know, City. but they're still one one and one for a team that it was supposed to be a real a, a dynamite football team. So I'm I'm not going to go as far as saying it's a it's by low or high, right? I'm going to say that. Yeah, what what I would say with this game, I, I haven't seen the tickets and I haven't seen the distribution, mm -hmm. but what I am seeing right here is the money coming in early on, on a game like this, to me, is sharp money. It didn't move the line though, right? It's, it's, it went from minus 110 on the plus three to even money. Mm -hmm. Tennessee went from plus 160 on the money line to plus 150. Um, I just feel like you're getting on the sharp side here. Yeah. I, it also it's it's me going back to my biases. I, I took Tennessee to win the South. Right. I believe they're the better team. I have not been impressed with Indy. Um, yeah, it's fair. I I I think again. I just go and I, I I like slivers of value. I feel like the true spread in this one should be minus one and a half. And you're giving me plus you know plus three instead of plus one and a half. Yeah. I like it. I think these guys are going to battle. Yeah. Um, the over under is really low. I saw you know was it forty two. Yeah, um, I'm seeing in this game, according to Sports Insights, and now again, this is on a Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Sixty percent of the tickets on Tennessee, 
55% of the money on Indy. The line opened at three, is now three and a half. Um, okay. I mean, three and a half is a big number in a division game like that on two teams that have looked pretty even. <sighs> um, but I don't know. I mean, again, I, I was you, you were high on the Titans preseason. I was high on the Colts preseason. Yeah. Neither of us have really been right so far. Um, this is a tough week for dogs. Early. I'm not. I'm not gonna yeah. lie, dude. Like but when I when I rattle, are you off. not on Tampa Bay with me though? We'll go. We'll go down that road. I'll, I'll get on when we when we do the prime time. Prime time. Brady off a loss. Weapons do, coming back. Do you don't remember my lowest team? This. What was the team I came in this Tampa, season? Tampa. But the, again, what I, was the team I came in highest? Tampa, Tampa was the lowest. Kansas City. Chiefs. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So we will have to take a look at. Yeah, that we'll sure. we'll dive deep into this. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I mean, from a system standpoint, everything you're saying is right. Yeah. Um. To me, both these it, teams are coming off losses. Right. To me, I look at points in a game where Tampa's at home and has the best defense oh. in football. I just I don't see teams going into Tampa and scoring more than seventeen the seventeen to twenty points. So yeah, yeah. in a game where I can get you know I don't know what the number's at is it two and a half or three? I believe it's it's two. We're seeing two and a half current. So we'll see where that number goes. Um, all the early money is on, in on Kansas City, but all right, moving on. Give me your survivor of the week. I think this one's an obvious one for me. Why don't you lead off then? I'll break it all Green down. Green Bay after. Packers, bro. They're the only double-digit spread of the week. Everything else is under seven points, seven points or less. Mac Jones, I don't think, is going to play for New England. Maybe this is a fluke game where New England finds a way, and if that happens, I'm going to love it because I'm going to have the money line. But what I will say is I don't know how they go in the Lambeau and beat Green Bay here, especially with how good Green Bay's defense has been. So no question, Green Bay is mathematically the most likely to win. Uh, no question, they'll be the number one pick this week. What yeah. I will say, remember I scout out the whole year. I have Green Bay and as an option in Week 18. Who do they play? I don't even don't even have that oh, like gotcha. written down. I just have yeah, yeah. Green Bay as an option in Week 18. I have Green Bay as a viable option in Week 13, and I have Green Bay as a solid option in week six. Yeah. So the problem is it's not that you're not right. And everyone's like, no, you just, if you lose, you're out anyway. I agree. But if you, if you play to win it too, otherwise right. it's all false hope. I think I got to save green Bay. It's not that it's, I agree. Set it and forget it. It's a week. You don't even don't have to sweat. Me you're going to take Philly. So I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll go in right now. So <laughs> technically I have Detroit on here. Oh my God, that I, is scary! As I, hell. Dude, I know, but you got to get rid of teams like that if you I want. Remember, it. I've ended in the top ten. So I mean, Seattle on the road is pretty transparently for everyone out there. I do give or take twenty micro little fantasies, and I do a lot of different stuff. I'm down to only five. I got smoked in week one. This week, I was down. I had ten left. I put char. I had some on the Chargers. Uh, then I had the Browns, and then I had Minnesota. So I'm down to five now. So. Uh, Anyone out there that's like, what, he lost before. He's given out a loser. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't put all my teams on all my eggs in one basket. Um, I was going to uh, on the Chargers, and then that Herbert injury changed everything, and I went on Twitter or whatever and said, hey, Minnesota's a really good second choice, and Minnesota bailed me out. So getting into it, this is this is what I have for your week four viable options, and I want to make sure I tell you all who uh, who they're playing. So I got Detroit hosting Seattle. This one's a... Dude, I hate getting scared. Like the books are like in my head. I cannot believe that this Detroit and Seattle line opened up at. It shows what four something like that. 
and it seems to be stuck there. The Detroit money line was 225 and now it's 210. I just what Detroit's, are you looking at though? Is that CBS? Yeah, but just Detroit's banked. I'm just saying two, 225, something like that. I opened yeah, yeah. it four. Point point being, I think Detroit has played really good this year against really good teams. Dude, they can they, who's competed with Philly Bro, as much as Eagles Detroit? Eagles are the best team in football, according to the yeah. people, right? So, and Detroit lost by three. So, so just so you all know, I'm big on Detroit. You're I'm, selling me. You're selling me. I got it. Right so, now, yeah, 100%. you want to get rid of teams like that too that might only have an eight and nine record. I also see Philly on there, but Philly to me is a good squad. I also see Green Bay on there. I want to save Philly. I want to save Green Bay. Yeah. I want to have these teams when the rest of my Survivor League does not. Detroit's minus two of five on DraftKings right now. Exactly. So they went down from minus two twenty five. Yeah. I can't believe people are betting Seattle, but they are. Um, so I also have the Chargers in there. Uh, I don't love it. I'm just giving you all options if you have them. Yeah. I think Houston's been a little over their skis. I, I think they play in like really well. But then they lost to a really bad Chicago team. Um, yeah, I'd probably want to save those Chargers for anyone out there, just because I think they'll have they'll they'll do the kind of team when they're fully healthy that are like minus nine, and you can save them for later. Mm-hmm. Uh, teams I definitely avoid this week are Dallas and Pitt. Pitt hosting the Jets will probably get a couple people in there. I think the Jets can beat Pitt. Dallas people are going to be high on Dallas and low on Washington. That minus three has me screaming Washington Commanders money line. So just just know it. But I think I gave it away too early because Maddie drilled in on me. But my official survivor play is going to be Detroit this week. I like it. Now you sold me on it because I was originally on uh on, on New England, but or not New England Green on uh, Green Bay. But you definitely and that's a layup. There's nothing wrong with that. Anyone that wants to do it, just realize it's a you're layup. giving away Green Bay. It's a layup until it isn't though. That's fair. That's fair. But yeah. you're giving away Green Bay. Yeah. I'd rather save Green Bay for when they're home in the middle of winter. Yeah, That's when I want teams like that. Fair. All right, moving on out of Survivor. Buy low and sell high. This has become my one of my favorite segments on the podcast. We're going to go over teams that are coming off shit performances, and you have the option to buy low on. This does not mean any of these teams are official picks. Gina and I don't really have – I don't. I mean, I, I personally don't have any picks right now outside of I do like Tampa Bay as a lean, um, but we will have picks in the upcoming days. But I think these are teams that just for you to think about. So let's get started with that. Let me pull these up real quick. Okay, so we have Seattle Seahawks. Speaking of the Detroit yep. game, Seattle Seahawks coming off a home loss to an atrocious Atlanta Falcons team. They are now plus five or six at Detroit. Four and a half. It's wild. Is it really that low? And they're playing Detroit, who's 3-0 and against the spread. I'm seeing, yeah, four system? and a half. So the Seattle Seahawks is a buy low spot. They are. It's There's not, no denying it. It's ugly, though. Let's talk New England next. Now, we don't know if Mac Jones is playing or not, but nonetheless, plus 10 and a half at Green Bay. That's yeah. a huge, that's the biggest point spread of, of week four. So I've been low on this New England team a lot. Yeah, I went. Square side, I called it out. You know, I was on Baltimore. Everyone's like, you're square side, stay away. I said, hey, dude, put the Where's money up. I'll take too? it. Where's when? You know, like, I, Green Bay to me should have, could have beat Tampa Bay badly, dominated them. They still won the game, but still they laid down. Fumble, aren't you? I still pissed off about that fumble. I had to sweat a game. I don't need, I got extra gray hairs I didn't want. Let me ask you an honest question. If you could look in the future and, 
no matter what happens in the game, the result is that you would win, but you had to decide between sweating the game out or getting an easy win. Which would you prefer? No, again, no matter what, you're going to win the game. Sweat. I love it. All day, but it just I depends. It. Gino, Gino it, will text me and be like, dude, you're fucking sick. Because we'll be texting during a game, and I'll be like, but bro, this game is such a sweat, but I love that but shit. So, and he'll be like, you fucking sicko. You're like, sick. I, that's exactly what he says. He says, dude, you're sick. I just, I want to be up by 30. Well, so <laughs> let, let me defend it. I didn't bet a crazy amount. I'm, I'm pretty much a unit guy. I bet between a half a unit and two units 90% of the time. A couple times a year, I'll throw in three units on a game. What I will say is indiscipline agends. And everywhere I said Green Bay was my play of the week. So my personal play and I, even though I don't, I swear I don't care about trolls, I care about the good people out there. And I know I influence them. And I know when I say play of the week, one unit, I know all they heard was play of the week. 100%. And I know they were freaking half their bankroll on it. Yeah. So I was sweating it because I want to be right. I said Green Bay is getting a little disrespected this offseason. They still yeah. have a top defense. I said Tampa Bay should not be as ranked as high as they are. Yeah. So I like being right. That's why I was mad that green bay didn't stick it to him fair. that game should have been 28 10 i mean you know me bro i've always told you like i care way more about being right than the actual yeah, yeah. financial impact let me ask you a question now that we we're just talking about units because this is actually something that i've been curious about what do you think about guys that are like yo i'm up 40 units in a day i'm up 60 units 100 units on the season we're three weeks into football like what are your what is your take on that you want to know the honest the honest just like unfiltered take yes they're betting the same as us. They're just multiplying their units. Right. So w when someone sees a guy up 100 units and they only see Maddie and I up 15, they're just betting six times the unit size on the similar plays. So it's funny because like, would you pay for more because it's up units? Because technically, if you want to put five to 10 units on every DD play, you'd be up 150 units. So yeah. Uh, I'm not calling the people out because they're gamblers and they admit it. So I respect these dudes. What I'm going to say is units, people actually have argued that units are all that matters. Ah, that's not true. That's not true at all, actually. It's ROI. It's ROI is all that matters. It's percentage of wins and what's the average position you take and how favored are they? Right. That's all that matters. So it is a, you know, numbers don't, numbers don't lie. Liars use numbers. Not calling people up 100 units a liar. But I'm saying... It's not a bankroll and it's actually not a unit. If you're, if you could be down a hundred units in a week or up a hundred units in a week, it's actually not a unit. It's not 1% you. of your bankroll. That's exactly what I was hitting. That's, it's not a unit. It, their unit to them is the money they have on the line that week. Yeah. So they live in a hundred unit weekly budget right. where I live in a, if I lose my hundred units, I'm yeah. done betting. They're right. like, no, no, no. I get a new paycheck. I'll just refeed it. It's not really a unit. Yeah. That's my that's my I think take. the biggest thing is like people need to look at a hundred units as like like when you have a hundred unit bankroll, that means if you go down a hundred units, like you're out of the game. You're done. Like you're, you're done, done gambling. gambling. I like, don't think people understand that. They piece. don't understand that piece because who's seriously betting seven units, ten percent of their or seven to ten percent of their entire bankroll? Like let's say there was a hundred M and M's left in the world <laughs> and you had to bet M and M's on a game. Would you bet ten of those M and M's? Knowing that there's only 90 M&Ms left in the entire world, I, I go and I, I agree with what <laughs> it's Maddie's stupid. Saying. I mean, what, it's stupid, but what is, what Maddie's essentially saying, and tell me if I'm they're scarce. It wrong. Like there's they're scared. What, what? Tell me if I'm saying it wrong. Maddie's saying if you're 
betting with your bankroll like you can replenish it, you're actually not betting with your bankroll. Facts. That's what I think Maddie's saying. So I I own a gambling site. I love gamblers. Come on yeah. board. Bet 100 units every day. Yeah. I'm just going to say it's not a bankroll. It's technically not a unit. Right. Well, I think the biggest thing is most people are trying to sell picks, which we understand the industry. Respect. And when you're saying, I got a five-unit play versus a one-unit play. they make play, good picks. People, that's the difference between someone buying a pick or not. Like, oh, I'm not yeah. paying for a one-unit pick. It's not exciting. So. And, and, and no, thank you. This is a great question, and I didn't see this one coming. You know me. I'll go until I'm blue in the face. Yeah. What I will say to be a little bit arrogant, these dudes make good picks. I actually think they make picks just as well as Maddie and I. The only thing I do see is their five to 10 unit play is about as valuable as a one unit in discipline gents. Yeah. Take that or leave it. Agree. We'll, we'll end with that. But all right, a couple other teams here. Prime buy, time. Buy low. Well, no, oh, we sorry. have a couple more buy low, sell high. Arizona Cardinals, what are your thoughts on this team? Because outside of a miraculous win at LA or at Las Vegas. Yeah, who are I'm they sorry. playing next? At Las Vegas, outside of a miraculous comeback win, I mean, that, that team's – could be an 0-3 football team. And they're going to what, into Carolina? Right. They're going into Carolina as a one-and-a-half-point underdog. This is going to be a popular public play, I think. This these, Carolina's high off New Orleans, right? Yeah. Carolina's a scary home team. They have a good defense and pass rush. Dude, Carolina banged up New Orleans. Am I Carolina banged up New Orleans harder than Tampa Bay. Yeah. That was interesting. Let me take a look at where the money's coming in on this game. because I get that New Orleans was home and – yeah. You know, on the road, home versus Tampa. So right now, seven as expected, seventy-seven percent of both the tickets and the money so far have come in on Arizona. Is this? I mean, is this? Does this look like reverse line movement to you? Are you looking at Las Vegas? Arizona opened at minus one and a half. They're currently plus two. Yeah, that's very interesting. I, I don't. just know. key injuries there. Yeah, I don't know if there's a key injury. Um, what I will say from everything you and I have seen. I could see Arizona money line being a sharp play just because this Arizona team, they are dangerous. And also remember one of the questions we always ask is what if this was week one, what would yeah. this spread have been? Fucking and it would have been Arizona minus, minus three. Yeah. yeah. Four. So you, you can get Arizona a little low here. You can get them plus money going into Carolina. So injury wise, AJ Green's more. doubtful for Arizona. Okay. That's, a, I mean, I get it. I mean, there's nothing crazy. Hopkins is out still. He's still out. And Carolina's a pretty healthy team. Probably one of the healthiest teams in football right now. So, yeah, I don't know. We're going to have to come back to this game for sure and take some more effort into it. Yeah, but if I had a knee jerk, that's, I would but say it is, a, it is a low spot for sure. So, we have the Raiders here. This is probably the biggest one, right? We have an 0-3 football team and an absolute desperation spot. I mean, their season is over if they lose this game. What are your thoughts? Denver looked really bad, and they still won. Yeah. Russ looked really good on that last drive or that scoring drive. Yeah. Right now, the Raiders are minus two currently at home. The public is hammering them. Tickets and money. I know Man. exactly where you're going to be on this game. You're going to be on Russell Wilson as much as you hate him. I hate him, but I think I have to be on Denver money line, Arizona money line. It's oh, gross. That I don't like these. Really fucking gross. I don't like these plays, but I'm stuck. All right, let's move on for that one because that that shit grosses me out right now. That's that is ugly. Let's go through prime time. Get Last, these people. There's fed. one more. Oh. The the Washington Commanders, a three Washington. and a, a three and a half point dog at Dallas. Now I want you to think some something about this game. Dallas in in prime time just had a somewhat impressive performance 
against the Giants, right? Cooper Rush is looking solid. He's 3-0 as a starter. Now, all of a sudden, this is a really buy-low spot for Washington, right? Because plus 3.5 against a Dallas team that looks like they can compete for a wild card all of a sudden or maybe even make a run against the Eagles. Um, Washington's plus 3.5 here. New York Giants are the bane of my existence. I had Tennessee as one of my survivors. They beat them. I then bet against the Giants in Carolina. They won. And then last night I took the New York Giants. So I'm 0-3 on them. Yeah. And now remember, Washington's coming off a 24-8 loss to the I, Eagles. I, I'm going to say it right domination. now. I, I like I, I like the Commanders plus 3.5 for a unit, and I'm going to go unit money line. Another and thing, I'm not even going to blink. Another thing, and I don't have the numbers in front of me on this, but I'm almost certain the Cowboys – historically against the spread, are so much better on the road than at Jerry World. It's interesting. Does that sound accurate to you? It does. It, I, I need to pull those numbers out. Maybe on the post-production we yep. can show those numbers. But I'm telling you, I feel like the Cowboys are a much better road team. Commanders, final answer. All right. Finally, what's next? Let's go prime time, uh, prime baby. Prime time. First game. This one is interesting. Miami Dolphins traveling to Cincinnati. The spread right now is Cincinnati, I believe, minus three and a half. With the over/under around, I think it opened at 47. So the current spread, three and a half. The current over/under, 47. What you thinking, bro? I think this is a true line. So, I believe this is a true line. I, I'm surprised that we're seeing this true line. Um, I, I I can't tell you how many tweets and messages I got. How are Miami not favored, dude? They're banged up. They just came out of a war. Since he gets to go home and turn their season around and be two and two, this is the true line to me. I think I had the, I, I think I had it written down that I was hoping this would open up as Miami minus one, so I could put a freaking boat on Cincy. Then it opened up, I think, as Cincy minus one and a half, which I was like, that feels true to me as well. Maybe not as true as I would have thought, and I was expecting it to be lower, but I. I to me, this is no bet, and technically the money line shifted so much. This is where people are like, what do you mean? You like Cincy. Why would you bet Miami money line? I bet value, and I would bet Miami money line if you're going to give me plus 170. So giving the listeners some context right now as far as true lines. So this past weekend, Gino tweeted out, I'm telling you betters right now, Vegas is adapting quickly. The public would have Miami as a favorite in Cincinnati and the Rams as a favorite in San Francisco. He's basically said, I used to make lines and odds as a handicapper, and I'm telling you in my 20-year career, this is the first time I'm seeing more and more true lines used. In response to that, Jeffrey Benson, <laughs> operations manager of the Circa, tw- quote tweeted and said, Vegas decides all of a sudden to use quote-unquote true lines. What a world with the eyes roll tweet. Sarcasm, <laughs> right? So – Obviously, there's a friendly back and forth. Yeah, yeah no, this we definitely triggered him for some reason. But what are your thoughts on this? Tell tell everyone what you're thinking as far as these true lines and why you tweeted that. Yeah, and I think a lot of people don't understand when I say I made lines for 20 years. I don't think they understand what I mean. I, I wasn't 18 years old and employed by a sports book. I'm saying I make power rankings. I make all my own lines and odds before I look at the Vegas lines. That's how I try and find value. I have never, either I'm getting so good at it, if y'all want to compliment me, maybe I'm just getting great at it now. I have never in my life seen more lines open up as the true line than I have started to this season. And preseason, you know, I love to be right. I told Maddie, I said, just be careful. Sharps are having more access to more people, more videos, more reviews, more clicks. 
more sharp action is coming in. More people are betting dogs. More people are betting home dogs in primetime, division dogs early in the season, unders on division games. They have adapted to every system that rolls off your tongue. So what does that mean when Vegas makes the true line? It means that Vegas is taking away some of the value sharps used to be able to pounce on, and they're giving underhand pitches to the public. The public would have taken Miami plus one and a half, and now they get them plus three and a half. Of course, they're going to take them plus two more points and a hook over the edge. That's all it meant. I can't tell you how many people misunderstood what I meant. I don't work for the books. I own bet openly, but I do make my own lines and odds every week to find variants. And I'm telling you right now, this is the true line. Vegas Sharps are not pouncing on Cincinnati minus three and a half. They would have at minus one and a half. That's all I meant. And what's your take on the Rams game? Because I was in that tweet as well. Yeah. So come on. Did you all watch the game? How bad the Niners looked on offense? Let's how Jimmy looked terrified back there. Rams plus two and a half as a dog. The public is going to slam that. The public would have taken. I had that one as Rams minus two and a half. That's a big five point swing. Now, come on, guys. I'm a Niner fan. I know Shanahan owns McVay. I know my Niners play them well. I know we've won six of the last seven times we meet. Don't educate me with stuff I already know. I'm just telling you the true line is the Niners minus two and a half. In my opinion, the opening line should have been Rams minus one and a half to maybe even minus three. So here's what's interesting on Sports Insights right now. 59% of the tickets are on the Rams, but 77% of the money on the is Niners. On, is on your Scott, boys. This is where people, the dude, again, no disrespect to the homie at Circa. Actually, some disrespect. He didn't let us put our Jets survivor in. <laughs> Dog calling me out, but then 77% of the money is exactly what I said, meaning I'm exactly on the sharp side and the line came out on the sharp side. And I will say, forget this dude. Literally, he was actually polite. I had fun with him. Uh, he was a but, nice guy to me in person. Yeah, and, It sucked that we lost $1,000 in the, in the Survivor League, but he's a good dude. So and, we don't, and bigger than homie, I'm actually saying this. Yeah. What's the word here? When someone laughs at me when I say Vegas puts out true lines and they act like Vegas always does that, it is pretty much common knowledge. I'm not in these rooms, but I can tell you it's common knowledge in the professional space that Vegas is meticulous about dividing the public and picking and choosing their positions on where to be exposed to make money. For to pretend like they always put out true lines, that's comical to me. We know they put out lines to divide the public and we know sometimes they don't move lines with the money. Anyone arguing that, you, we can see it all now. It's like, it's, it's not even my opinion. This is a fact. For sure. I'm not making that bold of a call. I was actually surprised. I don't, I don't have a big Twitter. Yeah. I was surprised how many people freaked out over that. It yeah. was kind of like, I'll say one thing I would love, like if this podcast gets reach, if this post-produced video gets reach, I'd love to hear from you guys. Who should we invite, invite on the podcast that either works for a sports book, like anybody in this industry. To have fun you, with us. Yeah. To have fun with us. Come on here. And, and and get some back and forth going. We want to hear their opinion and their yeah. perspective on this because I agree with what Gino is saying in theory, but I'm not in these rooms either. So yeah. I'd love to get somebody from those rooms on the pod. And I think the misconstrued, when you write on Twitter, sometimes people don't read that well, no disrespect. I think like a bold claim is like Vegas fixes games. That, I never, yeah, I never, never say, say that. that. I never. think I actually pay them respect. I think I'm a second tier capper to Vegas. I think they're the best in the world and they teach me something every week. So I was actually saying the opposite. I was saying they're so damn good that they're starting to see 
the market shift. They're starting to adapt to social media mm-hmm. and they're starting to play more true lines and just take their juice. Right. Fair enough. All right. We got two games left and then we're going to wrap up yep. here. We were talking about this game earlier. Chiefs versus the Bucks. This game is in Tampa Bay. Primetime game. I think Sunday night football. Right now, the Bucks are a two and a half point home primetime dog. What do you like here? I'm a I'm gonna say my second biggest play of the week is the Chiefs. Really? Yep. Just because the Bucks made it look like they can compete with Green Bay, even though they can't. So I think you're getting the Chiefs cheap off a loss. That's my my takeaway. Is the Chiefs? That game was a little more fluky to me. Yeah. I think the the game went fluky away from the Chiefs and fluky toward Tampa Bay. So I, I would I would take the Chiefs here minus as much as four. Not at even money. I'd probably pass on it. But I'm saying that to me would be the true line. And I, that's me on power rankings. I don't think this, these Bucks are that good. I know they stopped the run. This Chiefs team barely runs as is. What do you think of the over-under here, 44? It's crazy low. Um, I, I, I would say arguably a better bet is the over, square as hell. Uh, I, I think well, – Well, if think you think about it, the Bucks are getting their weapons back, supposedly, right? They were completely decimated last week. Kansas City's coming off a loss, right? I, I also think that the – the Bucs will be able to score more on the Chiefs than they scored on Green Bay's defense, and the Chiefs will be able to score as many on the Bucs as Green Bay, if not more. Fair. I like the over 44. All right, so my original take on this game was the the, the primetime home dog, especially with the Tom Brady against the spread numbers. Um, but we'll have to talk about this one over the next <laughs> couple of days and, and what we go with in Circa. Last game here, we got the Rams versus the 49ers. We already touched on this game a little bit, but right now Sam Fran – the value on my Niners versus these Rams yeah. the last couple of years has been getting them as a dog. So I, I don't like it. I, I hate to say it. Yeah, I, right I like now they're, money point, line. they're a two-point favorite at home. What are you um, getting? Minus plus 125 on the Rams? I don't have that pulled up. It's okay. sports insights, Something like that. So yeah. sadly, I think, I think my Niners win. I really do. Uh, but the value is getting them as dogs versus these better Rams. Um, I'm seeing the lines right here as yeah, yeah. Rams plus 105. I ain't betting you know, that. The Rams didn't do mu- that much offensively on the road at Arizona. They put up 20 points. No, no, I agree. This is going to be a battle. The what you're seeing is exactly what I said. Look at the public what came you, out. The overrun is 44. I would think that this is like a, a 41, 42 number in this type of game. What yeah, it's think? interesting. Yeah, they're 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 finagling here. They For know sure. these unders in prime time, and they're they're enticing people to go under. Yeah, no doubt. Anything else? Last thoughts? No. Thank you guys for joining us. We're having fun up here. Yeah, for sure. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Make sure you subscribe. YouTube, Spotify, Apple. Follow Discipline the Gens on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. We're now on Instagram, so give us a follow there. Maddie bets on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram as well. And bet openly, bet dot openly. Bet dot openly everywhere. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. Later, homies. On a warm summer's evening. On a train bound for nowhere, I met up with a gambler. We were both too tired to sleep, so we took turns of staring out the window at the darkness. The boredom overtook us, and he began to speak. He said, Son, I've made a life out of reading people's faces and knowing what the cards were by the way they held their eyes. So if you don't mind my saying, I can see you're out of bases for a taste of your whiskey. I'll give you some advice. You got to know when to hold up, know when to fold up, know when to walk away. 
and know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough to count when the dealing's done. Surviving is knowing what to throw away, knowing what to keep. Cause every hand's a winner, and every hand's a loser. And the best that you can hope for is to die in your sleep. And when he finished speaking, he turned back toward the window, crushed out his cigarette, faded off to sleep. And somewhere in the darkness, the gambler he broke even. In his final words, I found an ace that I could keep. You got to know when to hold up, know when to fold up, know when to walk away, and know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.